0: welcome to the learning unlocked podcast presented by open sesame taking a deep dive into the global world of learning and development with practical tips and tricks along with insights from leading brands and the people that make them work this is learning unlocked now here's your host brian Berger.
2: My guest is Drew Krajewski. He is the director of global training and development at Enersys. You can find more about them at That's Enersys.com. That's dot com. Drew, thanks for joining me on the Learning Unlocked podcast. How are you?
1: I'm doing great, Brian. Thrilled to be here.
2: Tell us how you first got started in the learning and development space, if you would.
1: Many, many moons ago, um, I was working for a bank in Western New York, and there was a need for a trainer in their mortgage servicing department. Uh, considering that I had a teaching background, I applied for the job, and lo and behold, I I received that position as a, as a trainer for their customer service phone center for mortgaging and been doing this business 25 years since.
2: Wow. So you've seen some things evolve. What are the biggest changes that you've seen since you started?
1: I think the biggest thing is the advent of, of e-learning, the, the ability to have an individual course be spread out over, over multiple countries um, and, and ensuring that everybody receives the exact same messaging. Is, is a revelation or, or a revolution, I guess, for, for our industry.
2: Drew, how do you do that? So you're a global company. Share with us how you provide training for a company with employees all over the world.
1: I'll give you a, a perfect example. Our board of directors at Enersys uh, mandates that we do a code of business, conduct, and ethics training annually. And so that was our really first big meaty e-learning program that we designed for the organization. It's about 22 minutes in length, and we've translated it into 11 different languages so that this applies to 99.8% of our employee population worldwide. So Enersys is a a global operation. We operate in uh, 35 different countries. We have 18 different languages that we contend with, and so we have what we call our big six languages, um, and that translates to about 98% of the employee population. And then we also go into the the additional five languages, making it up to 11. uh, That covers 99.8%.
2: That's incredible. Um, walk us through the process when it comes to curating, designing, and delivering world-class training solutions. What's the recipe there? I mean, you just talked about all the different languages, but what's the recipe for creating compelling training and, and learning and development courses?
1: It, it's, it's a complicated recipe. It's it there are multiple facets to it. Um, One of the things that we're doing internally with our department is what we're calling Vision 2025. So we read the famous 2014 uh, study by uh, Josh Burson that stated that employees have 1% of their time available to dedicate to training and development. So approximately 28 minutes per week we took that to heart and said how can we be better at delivering training so that we maximize that 28 minutes that people have per week Um, and so last year was our first year in doing that and we we took on three separate projects one was to begin doing adaptive learning in our e-learning courses. So the more I know about a subject, the less time I'm spending in that course. So I can essentially test out of that. Um, the second one that we did was we created what we call the learning journey. In the middle of the pandemic, we wanted to create a course for communications and collaboration. Old Enersys training would have thought, hey, let's design you know a two-day workshop. We'll bring people into a standard location. And we'll we'll have a, a, you know, a seven hour per day workshop with an hour lunch and a couple of breaks and such during the pandemic. That wasn't going to be possible. So what we did was we utilized some elements from our Open Sesame catalog, things from Harvard Business Review, blogs, YouTube videos, TED Talks, et cetera, and created a 40 part program that spanned over four weeks. Individuals could spend, expect to spend about 60 to 90 minutes per week in this training course. And then there was also an element of Office 365 in there where we've created a Microsoft Teams group, put everybody into that group that could interact with one another. We put in a discussion board so we had questions related to the content and people could put their answers in there, and interact with one another. A lot of fun and really great way to get people involved in their training. And then the third portion of that was just to, to focus on ourselves as training uh, professionals and how could we upskill ourselves. And that has continued on to this year where we're working on two different programs. Uh, one we're calling Level Up, where we're recruiting s- subject matter experts from throughout the organization. We're going to upskill them to be trainers so that we can expand the breadth of our uh, of the course content that we deliver to individuals, and then the second one is is again focused on us, where we're studying with a with a with a firm to become performance consultants internally, so that we really have a better idea of how to pinpoint the actual needs for the individual requests that come across our desk on a daily, weekly, monthly basis.
0: More of Learning Unlocked is coming up after this.
2: Diversity, equity, and inclusion continues to be a top priority for businesses everywhere. Open Sesame has created a survey that will give you insight into where your organization stands on diversity. Aside from being educational, this survey is a powerful tool to help you understand areas of improvement and spark conversations about strategies for creating a more inclusive and equitable workplace. After you take the short survey, You'll get access to Open Sesame's DEI Toolkit, an online hub where you can find additional resources. Visit opensesame.com today to start your survey.
0: Back to Learning Unlocked. Here's Brian Berger.
2: That's really interesting that you have identified subject matter experts within your own organization and you're kind of training them to be assets for your organization. I don't know that I've heard that
1: before. Uh, it's kind of based on the Googler concept where 80% of the employees at Google have training and development in some way, shape, or form built into their job description. So we want to tap into those resources within Enersys. We're not experts in batteries and chargers and all the wonderful technology that we have here at Enersys. So we want to be able to tap into those individuals to make ourselves a, a better, stronger, more accessible training team for our employees
2: what are the key elements that allow for organizations to unlock performance of their employees I mean you just talked about unlocking the subject matter experts in your company but what are some of the things that you can do as an organization to kind of unlock that performance of the employee
1: I think the number one thing we have to do is we have to be accessible and communicate with with what we consider to be our customer base. So the employees of our organization, we have to be in touch with them in order to understand what their needs are. Hmm. One of the things that we're working on for this year is a, is a new manager program. It's something that we've thought about in the past, but then in our most recent uh, needs assessment survey for the organization really came to the forefront that this is something that's truly lacking in our company in order to provide more of an essence culture for, again, this global expanse of employees.
2: Interesting. Um, What are the tools, the learning and development tools that you think we should all be using? What should companies be doing? And, you know, again, some of those tools, Zoom is is much more relevant today than it was two years ago. And, you know, video (laughs) conferences are so much more relevant today than they were two years ago. But what are some of the tools that uh, companies should be using? (laughs) Sure. <laughs> Well,
1: we're focused mainly on our learning management system, and every every employee in the organization has access to this. It's part of our HRIS program, and so we utilize that as a as a tool to ensure that is the system of record for the organization. So not only just the e-learning, but any of the webinars that we're putting on, any of the instructor-led training courses that's going on, any of the on-the-job training that's taking place in locations that we don't have a presence in. There's a form that folks can fill out, send it in to us to make sure that Everything is in one centralized location. So if we get audited or a manager wants to see what somebody has done in the past, they're only going to one system to find all of that information. Um, Being an Office 365 uh, user group, we utilize Microsoft Teams and SharePoint ridiculously Hmm. for just about everything that we do. So we're on Teams calls. We create teams within the platform. We create SharePoint sites for folks to go and obtain resources for. So those are the types of things that just make it really easy for people to get their hands onto the materials. I think that's probably the biggest key that we have. How much
2: do you explain all this when you're onboarding an employee so they know like here's all the learning and development tools that are available to me?
1: There is a th- there's a couple of different courses that immediately pop up on their learning program. So there's an introduction to Enersys. there's a battery one oh one, because we want people to know what we do around here to make money, and then we have an introduction to being a learner program that that really just kind of walks them very basically through hey, here's how I find a course in the LMS, here's how I utilize it, there's a printout that goes along with it it's really easy for individuals to to kind of get on board with the program i always joke that
2: people's attention span is getting briefer and briefer uh we all seem to have so many things going on in our life i know you talked a little bit about it earlier but for a company that's out there listening to this and they're in the learning and development space what's the average attention span of an employee you mentioned you know some of these 60 to 90 minute courses What's a a good course length for an attention span of today's employee?
1: Well, I I think you have to look at it in a couple of different ways. So for an instructor-led course where you've got, you know, we refer to it as butts out of seats time. So if you've got interactive activities and people are doing things, interacting with other individuals, that attention span can go on almost immeasurably. For individuals who are sitting at their desk and they have to complete this e-learning program, we really, really try to make sure that we're underneath 20 minutes for Mm. for a course. Um, And we absolutely try to have some interactive elements in there. What we don't want is passive learning or learning by osmosis, um, where the individual you know may have two screens open. And I'm able to throw the e-learning course over onto the other screen, let it play out to completion while I'm continuing on with my work. Um, that sometimes ruffles a few feathers because people do want to have that kind of passive and just check the box sort of thing. We're 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 really not into that. We want to make sure that someone's walking away with with some knowledge, some skills, some concepts, some attitude adjustment from from the training course that they just experienced.
2: So to make it engaging, are you doing tests, quizzes? How are you making it engaging?
1: So yeah, there's a number of different things that we utilize within the software packages that are available to us. So sometimes it's just clicking on a screen to access the next part of a training course. Hmm. It can be completing a quick quiz. It can be doing a matching program. Um, It can be interacting with other individuals at the completion of that particular course in order to ensure that they've uh, they've achieved the, the objectives of the course. So there's a number of different ways that we approach it.
0: More of Learning Unlocked is coming up after this. Open Sesame helps companies
2: develop the world's most productive and admired workforces. How? By having the most comprehensive catalog of e-learning courses from the world's top publishers, publishers like TED and Harvard, and having courses that cover learning topics like diversity, equity, and inclusion, leadership development, safety and compliance, and wellness. Try a course for free today by visiting opensesame.com backslash course of the week back to learning unlocked here's brian berger drew what are the best ways for employees to share ideas i know you've talked about you know your approach to learning and development if an employee has ideas to share how do they do that what's the best way to do that what would your your suggestion be
1: our number one way of interacting with folks is our intranet page. So it's prominently displayed on the, on the main page of the company intranet. It's real easy to get to. And there's a number of different ways that folks can interact with us. So if they have a problem with a specific course, they can fill out a quick form so that somebody can take care of that. If they have a course that they want to have developed. There's a quick form that somebody can fill out there. If they want to simply ask a question, we have a global training inbox that folks can send their email messages into and take care of anything. Plus, I'm all over the place. My face is everywhere folks know how to contact me. So if they're having a problem, an issue, they have a request, whatever the case may be, they know that they can come to me directly and I'll make sure that it gets into the correct hands for for some processing and development.
2: That's interesting. Uh, The intranet page, how should companies be designing those intranet pages for their employees?
1: I I get (laughs) I'm a big proponent of the KISS method. Let's keep it simple. Mm So the simpler it can be, the easier it is for somebody to access, interact with it, and and just get what they want to get done, the better it's going to be for everybody. So that that's our number one mantra is let's keep it simple.
2: That makes sense. Um, last question for you. How can corporations retain top talent? You know, we talk about learning and development all the time on this podcast, and I'm interested in hearing how different companies go about retaining that top talent, because it's one thing. You know, you get someone to come work with you initially and then they develop and you've invested in them. But sometimes companies aren't able to retain that top talent. How do you approach that?
1: The way our department has approached that is through specific development for those for those people that are targeted as the top performers. I had mentioned earlier that we created that learning journey for communications and collaboration. That is a course that is specific to the top performers within the organization. So based on our criteria, that's around 800 people worldwide. Um, Unfortunately, it's only available in English at the moment. So that does cut down the number of individuals that were available to take that. But I do believe we had about 650 folks partake in that learning journey. In addition to that, we also have a number of different leadership development programs here within the organization. So we have a general leadership program that is designed for individuals who will take on that mantle of leadership at some point going forward. They've been identified by their manager and their team as someone who's not only a high performer, but also has that potential to be a leader within the organization. So that's a general program. We also have one specific to operations. So where is the next generation of our manufacturing facility leadership coming from? So we've identified people that have that potential and we're developing a pro, we're actually implementing, we're just kicking it off in October of this year, Hmm. starting a program for those individuals. And then beginning next year, we're starting a third program for individuals whose career path may not lead them into people leadership, but they're high potential individuals who have a strong, strong knowledge of what it is that they're doing. So we're creating a program that will help to hone those skills, be almost like a like a fellows program where they're recognized as the go-to person for this particular technology or this software or whatever the case may be within our organization. And so we're not going to develop those leadership skills for people leadership, but rather develop a career path for them to continue that science scientific journey and become much more uh, focused and, and intent on that
2: drew any other trends in the learning and development space that people listening to this should pay attention to
1: our mantra within our team is less is more. So we know that we recognize that the number one job of the individuals outside of our department is not training and development. Their job is to go out and you know sell our products, manufacture our products, lead our people. So we want to ensure that whatever we're touching them with maximizes the potential of their time interacting with us. And that is our, that is a key focus for us. So that's, that's our basic mantra is less is more.
2: Drew Krujewski, the Director of Global Training and Development at Enersys. Again, you can find more about them at Enersys.com. That's E-N-E-R-S-Y-S.com. Drew, thanks so much for taking the time to join me this week on the Learning Unlocked podcast.
0: My pleasure,
1: Brian. Thanks.
0: Thanks for listening to Learning Unlocked, presented by Open Sesame. Download this and every episode on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learning Unlocked is produced by Griggs Productions.